Hi there, and welcome to the Living with SMA podcast. We're here to have conversations about living with spinal muscular atrophy. Throughout this podcast, we will be covering lots of different topics from preparing for university, getting the most from your personal budget, sex and relationships, and lots, lots more. So we invite different hosts from across the SMA community to come together here. We want to answer your questions, provide you with useful tips and recommendations, and also share personal stories. So please do reach out and connect with us here at the charity SMA UK. Thank you for listening, and we hope to find the podcast useful. In part one, we will be talking about having a disability and being in the education system. We also discussed how difficult it was for Sam and Alex to find an accessible school close to home. And we also talk about social media and how it is developed over time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Living with SMA podcast. Today, I am joined by some very special guests, Double Trouble, we should say. Um, before we jump into talking about what subject we're going to be discussing today, we'll have a little introduction to the team. So if I kick things off, uh, my name is Ross Lannan. I am 29 years old and I'm a lifestyle and disability blogger um, from Cornwall. Um, I'm going to hand over now to these guys. So Sam, do you want to kick off and okay. introduce yourself? Um, I'm Sam. I'm 17. I'm currently studying co- at college in Narby. I'm Alex. I'm also 17. Obviously, me and Sam are twins. Um, we are both snugging in college and we're snugging uh, media. So we do filmmaking and we make sort of, so all sorts of silly videos and crying and complain people. Um, Sam is older than me by a few minutes. He thinks it makes him the boss, but you know, I'm, I'm much more bossy. Um, yeah. Amazing. So... Sam is the older one by minutes then. Okay. Noted. So Sam's in charge today then. Yeah, no, not really. No, I'm in charge. You're in (laughs) charge, actually. Yeah. It could all go wrong from here. Um, So so guys, the main um, reason we're here today is because we're going to be talking a little bit about disability and education. We're going to be talking through um, the the process and the experiences that we've had um, growing up with a disability throughout the education system. So just talking about different experiences, good and bad throughout primary school, secondary school, college, and then sort of moving forward, sort of goals and aims for the yeah. future, really. Um, okay. So sort of let's start at the beginning with you guys. I want to know before we talk about actual school experiences tell me a little bit about the subjects that you're actually interested in you mentioned a little bit about media there um talk me through that yeah um well we've had an interest in media for quite a while actually um we've done all sorts of promotional videos for all sorts of charities and i guess that kind of started for us when we kind of sensed that we had kind of dynamic that work on camera we got interested in oh what if we're making our own videos and 
it was mainly lockdown snarking it for us. We made our YouTube channel and we just snarking making videos and that's when we kind of went, yeah, that's what we want to do. And since then we've snarking at college, doing a course that's relevant to that and we're hoping to move it forward in the future. Brilliant. And since sort of starting your college course with this media passion in mind, have you noticed that like your uh, abilities and and um, sort of passion for this has got better? Has, has have the videos got better? That's what I'm trying to say. Definitely, I think um, we were watching a few of them the other day, just looking yeah, we back, and we were just cringing. Yeah, lot, there was a lot of cringing. They're a lot less worse than they used to be. You will say that. Yeah, they're not as bad <laughs> as they used to be. Yeah, uh, they were horrible quality. We didn't have the right equipment then. We filmed it on our phones. When who thinks that's a good idea? We can't have phones that have very good quality. So, um, yeah, at first they were pretty bad, but then they've definitely improved in quality and you know the content. The content. Yeah, I think I I been following you guys online online for a little while now. I saw your recent um. Who who stole the biscuits? Yeah, that was a great one. Um, so media, obviously, media has changed so much over the years. You know, we've seen this rise in like um, TikTok and Instagram and, and videos. It's all it's all about video content these days, isn't it? Um, how has your how has your videos sort of progressed with the time? Is it are you focusing mainly on videos now more so than other forms of media? Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, uh, TikTok and all sorts of social media are very popular. Um, and I know I was complaining about it before, but people record these things on their phones. But it's very easy to do it. Anyone can do it, like you said. Um, we, we like to focus on YouTube videos more than TikToks, I'd say. Yeah, we do, we do the occasional. TikTok, just a, like we get a random idea, and we think, "Hey, let's go outside and film that quickly." Yeah, it. Um, I'm not sure though. I'd say YouTube we can have editing more towards that because it's it's a lot more about the filmmaking aspect rather than TikTok, which you know you just get a sound, you put a video over it, over it, and it's like thirty seconds. Yeah. With YouTube videos in. You know, there's a there's a longer structure. Um, you have to think about like each camera shot and what what's in it, what's not in it, and what that like conveys. Yeah. So we edit more for YouTube. And do you? I know it seems a lot of disabled people um, have a passion for media these days, which is fantastic. A lot of that comes down to. Um, increased representation within the media, sort of not just in front of the camera, but people who maybe want to work within media behind the scenes as well. Do you think that that has anything to do with, you know, media being a bit of a creative escapism? It, do you guys enjoy that side of it? Having a disability, sometimes you need this creative output in other forms. Yeah, I think like. With like filmmaking, we've come to learn that like 
everything, like, it's a way of conveying your own experiences, your own thoughts or ideas in a way that other people can perceive it. So, I guess that's what we can do. Most of the time we just hit the mickey out of ourselves. Yeah. And I guess we wouldn't really call it escapism. Tell me if I go off on a tangent to it here, but I think we, our outlook is very much about accepting, you know, we're in wheelchairs, but we're not gonna, like, snop us. We don't feel the need to escape because we are okay with our circumstances. However, we do use our circumstances to, in comedy, we make, like Sam said, we take the mickey out of ourselves and we find, we find it funny. Uh, we hope other people know. Um, but I won't, I guess, like I said, I wouldn't call it escapism. But it's definitely um, apparent in our social media and our YouTube channel. Yeah, I think there's no doubt in anyone who comes across your pages, you know that that humour is there. It oh, definitely yeah. is, which is which is great to watch. Um, so I want to link this back to where it all began. Obviously, we all had to start somewhere with learning these skills. Um, let's talk primary school. So. Um, for, for those sort of watching today who I know there's different, um, education systems around the world. So within the UK, a primary school, you sort of join primary school at the age of five, usually, and, and you're there from sort of age five to around about 11. Um, do you guys have positive memories from your, your primary school experience? I think I, yeah, we really enjoyed primary school. That was like... That was the peak of our school experience. Um, we had quite a few friends at primary school. Everything was accessible to us. And I don't think we ever really, like, considered, oh, no, what if they can't like me because I'm in a wheelchair? People always used to ask us questions about it, but we never really, like, had any, like, self-awareness or concern about the fact that we were in wheelchairs. Yeah, so it was like it was nice to have that innocence. Yeah, I guess uh, when you're younger, you can, it's very easy to you know talk people and ask questions. Um, so I guess that kind of influenced why we you know we fit in quite well in primary school. Um, and yeah, we we had quite a lot of friends. We played the same games as them. We didn't feel like we couldn't be involved. Set primary school was accessible to us. Brilliant. And I think that almost just proves, doesn't it, that where there's so much uh, sort of discrimination and negative attitudes towards people with disabilities in society, it kind of proves that, you know, you said you had such a positive primary school experience. I did as well. These issues weren't coming from the kids within the school, were they? Because yeah. These are things that we all later discover in life that it's often the other people in society, the parents that are teaching almost bad negative attitudes. Because like you said, you had lots of friends in school and you had a good, it wasn't an issue. Yeah, I guess as much as accessibility is about, you know, ramps and doorways, it's also, it, it starts with people. It starts with whether people can change things, whether it's 
literally accessing things or whether it's just accepting people who have disabilities for being people. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. I think primary school, you know, that that's the last thing on people's mind, isn't it? They, you make friends in the playground, you know, you're just Sam, you're just Alex and, and, and that's it. And that's the lovely, yeah. almost innocence of, of children. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of the primary school access and things like that, um, how was your experience? This is probably more of a question for your, for your family, but finding an actual school that was accessible near your home, was that ever an issue or? Uh, I mean, it, I think we struggled for a bit. And I remember our mum saying that she sat in the headmistress's office and cried because she was so worried about not finding a school for us. And that, you know, we were going to end up in a school where the education wasn't prioritised. We had, she was worried that we were going to end up prioritising accessibility over education, which would mean, yeah, we'd be able to get into school, but we wouldn't be able to learn. Yeah, we wouldn't take that, that, um, those lessons from it. But when we found the school that we went to, we managed to sort everything out. We, it wasn't local to us, but we, it was close enough that we could apply for transport and it was an easy route. We could get there within 10 minutes by car. And yeah, I mean, once we found the school, it was, it was easy from there. Um, it was just that initial process of finding the school. Yeah, and that and it's a big change for everyone, isn't it? Not just for ourselves, um, you know, finding a school that we feel comfortable, but for the parents, like you said, for you to say your mum was sort of sat in the office upset there is 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 heartbreaking really. But obviously she she would have been so involved in the day to day life of you guys, it's almost like, you know, you flee in the nest, it's a little bit of respite for her as well, whilst you guys are off school. Um so yeah, no, that's, that's really nice. You've been listening to the Living with SMA podcast. We hope you can join us again next time. But in the meantime, please don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can find out more on our website at smauk.org.uk. Thank you.